Hi, this is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah with the Psychic Medium School. I help psychics grow their business with Etsy and teach psychic mediumship development. So for those of you who are returning, welcome back. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, hello and welcome. So I want to talk about something today. I want to talk about the top six mistakes that new Etsy psychics make when they open their shop. Now, uh, sometimes even seasoned Etsy shop owners make these mistakes and I see it and I, you know, I have a lot of people enroll in the Etsy course for psychics that I've created. It's a six plus hour course on demand and it's available on Etsy, but you can also get it at www.psychicmediumschool.com. <clears throat> if you're wanting to uh, enhance your, uh, your shop, increase your tr- traffic and make more sales, that's definitely the course you want to go to. Um, And I consider it an investment and I've spent a lot of time uh, researching and figuring out what tags and keywords work the best, what formats work the best, what images work the best. And I basically simplify that for you and make it so it's easy and streamlined so you can make, start making money in your shop. So uh, these are the six mistakes that uh, Etsy psychics make when they open their Etsy shop. So number one is they try to compete with price. Some people have a really, really uh, hard time getting over uh, time equals money. Time does not equal money. Um, I think that people uh, also limit themselves based on what they can afford. So when you're starting a new business, you're putting money into it regardless, right? Uh, money or time, one or the other. And uh, so with Etsy, with your Etsy shop, it doesn't cost anything to open. Um, and your fees get taken out of your profits, which I really like because it makes it easy for me. I don't have to monkey with um, paying Etsy. It takes They take it right out of my profit. Um, so uh, competing with price is something that I um, have learned that it, it just doesn't make sense, right? Uh I was actually at one point in time, I was studying investments, stock investments and stuff. And uh, I was an I was an agent, an insurance agent for a really long time. And so one of the things that I learned as an insurance agent when I was testing for or when I was studying for an investment license, investment license studying is boring, by the way. I'm so glad I do what I do. And uh, so this is definitely a labor of love rather than uh, I don't feel like I work. I don't know. So, uh, I mean, this is Tuesday afternoon and I'm, I'm chatting with you guys. So that's pretty cool. Right. So thank you guys for listening again too, by the way. Uh, so, um, if you think of when I was learning about stocks, basically they, we were talking about bear and bull market, right? Um, the bear market is, um, basically going down bull market going up. Okay. So, Um, basically what they were saying is that when people buy stocks at a lower price, when they go down, that stock is still that stock. There's still one stock. So the value may have went down, but the stock is still one stock. It's still the same. So whether it goes up or down, it's still the same stock. And the way the teacher explained it or the instructor explained it was really interesting to me because he basically said, so if you buy a pair of shoes, let's say you buy a pair of red heels and you buy them on sale. On clearance, in fact, their regular price was 259 
right? You get these, these perfect red heels for 40 bucks. They're still the same red heels, right? And if they're comfortable, woo, that's awesome. But they're, the st they're still the same red heels. So the reason I'm telling you this is because no matter what you charge for your service, it's still the same service. You have to determine what value you're bringing. So when I think of value, I'm thinking if these red heels have nice soles in them and I can stay, stand in hours for them, that's going to be a whole lot better than going to some cheap knockoff store that sells uncomfortable shoes. Those, that value is still the value. It does not matter what price it is. So you really got to figure out what the value is. So are, do you have a, do you have a dime store reading or do you have a uh, service? Are you offering a service that uh, solves problems for people? Which are you doing? Think about it that way. You know, uh, when I think about getting over like that limiting belief about money mindset, I really think about that. And I think about uh, what value am I bringing? How am I changing somebody's uh, life? How am I changing their business? On my end, I'm thinking about businesses, Etsy businesses. On your end, if you're probably thinking about readings or services or one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions or group sessions, those types of things. Um, but the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's the value you bring. And I know like, okay, let's talk about like my course. My course is a six plus hour on demand course for Etsy psychics. The cost is $355. That may seem high for some people, but you know what? The funny thing about that is, is when you actually convert that into numbers, you realize that's not that high. Because so if I'm able to take a psychic who's charging $4 for a three-page reading and help them convert that and show their value and start being able to be comfortable charging, uh, you know, $75 for that same reading. Am I bringing value? Probably. So when I think about that and I think about the price of my course, I think, well, how many times does 75 go into 355? So basically my concept is how many readings do you have to do to pay for that course? Less than five readings. It's 4.733. So when I think about that, I think about, okay, so cool. If I know that they're going to get uh, basically a reading a day, they're going to have that paid off in a week, right? So when I think about price and value, I know that I just took that person from making $4 for a reading to $75 for a reading. And quite frankly, I would rather do uh, one reading a day for $75 than, you know, even $4, 10 readings is still only 40 bucks. So you'd be doing like, I don't know. That's a lot of readings. You'd be doing at least a little less than 20, probably 18 readings or so, just to make it the same amount of money. So I wanted to talk about that because I think that's really, really important. Comparing or competing with price is not what you want to be doing. And it's not a position that you want to be putting yourself in because what happens then is you're going to be the, um, you know, like the Burger King to the McDonald's. You don't want that. I don't want to be the Burger King to McDonald's. I, I mean, I might want to be the, um, 
Texas Roadhouse. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Sean, like my boyfriend likes Texas Roadhouse. So it's just an idea for you. So you have your fast food and you have your sit down restaurants. Which one are you? What, what type of service are you offering? Are you offering a one and done quick thing? Or are you offering a service that's going to uh, create a solution for your client? And not only that, but get on uh, clients who are returning to you and becoming part of your book of business clients that you can contact and be like, Hey, I got a new service out and I thought you would really like it. So I just want to offer you a discount and it's, I'm going to start offering it on this day. And I would love if you checked it out. Um, that's the type of thing you want to be doing. So <clears throat> that's the first one, trying to compete by price. So second is trying to duplicate other shops. So I've had, uh, like people that I know that have Etsy shops, that are psychics. I've actually heard that people are actually going into Etsy, copying their whole branding technique and their readings and things like that. Please do not do that. Do you want to know why? Here's the, here's your why. And here's your, first of all, it's kind of lazy in my opinion. Second of all, do you know what you just did to the SEO by doing that? You screwed you, you both. You, by doing that, you screwed both of you. Because the SEO is going to look at it as a copy and they're not going to, Etsy's SEO is not going to push out either one of your shops and listings. So everyone loses. So don't do that. Please don't do that. It's just tacky. So really uh, finding a style, like your your business uh, branding colors should be something you absolutely love. And you should, they, you should have it throughout your Etsy shop, right? So uh, that's, that's what I encourage people to do. Have that branding throughout your Etsy shop, that branding color. Uh, have listings of your own. Don't, if you look at, like I've looked at other shops and stuff, but my shop does not, you cannot put my shop side to side with someone else's shop and it be, have uh, the same exact listings. Um, I get information from everywhere, try to figure out what's all doing well, what I can do, what I can learn, what I can offer, that type of thing. Um, and by doing that, I have created uh, an Etsy shop that stands out and that people uh, go to and return to. So um, don't try to duplicate other shops. I mean, market research is one thing, but um, copying people's branding and stuff like that. The other thing is, is if other people see that, it is going to make you look bad because they're not going to trust you. You Building a I mean, when you're offering an online service, your trust is like everything you have. You have nothing if you don't have that. Um, so that is really, really important. So number three is over explaining your service. Please, in your descriptions, do not use words that people do not understand. And if you happen to use a word that you think people don't won't understand, like uh, scrying or something like that. I know I have students that do or a student that does that. And she is amazing and she explains it very well. It's not over explained, it's simplified. So really try to think about that. Am I over explaining it or am I simplifying it? And you just want to simplify those terms that you're using that people will not understand, but don't over explain because people are not going to read that much. I've seen people fill out the entire, probably use every single word they can use in their description is not necessarily helping you. Um, it might the Etsy SEO is only going to notice the first few sentences of your description anyway, really. Um, but you don't want to over explain things, simplify them, not over explain. So number four, talking too much about themselves. 
So I think it's important that people know what your qualifications are. But again, try to simplify your qualifications. I don't think that people are going to read a whole paragraph about uh, your qualifications. And some of the qualifications people list, your clients don't understand anyway. So simplify your qualifications. On my Etsy shop, I think I have spiritual coach, Etsy mentor, and psychic medium. Those are all very simple terms. They're things that people can understand. And I like it that way because it's clean cut and simple. Uh, that's what you want. That's what you want to focus on when it comes to your clients. Um, you want to make it simple for them. You want to make it simple for them to understand what you offer. You want it to be a simple decision to purchase uh, your order, order your listing, and you want it to be a simple process for them. And that's what you want to do. Like that's the whole goal is making it as simple as possible for your client to purchase from you and for you to deliver their reading and it be a seamless process for them. So um, now number five, spending too much time with the wrong clients. Now I see a lot of people do this and I used to make this mistake too. You know, uh, what this means is if you're trying to get the same, like hounding clients is terrible. Like if you're inboxing people constantly trying to get them to purchase something from you, you're not doing what you need to be doing. You're spending time in the wrong area. Um, it's really good to understand who are your clients and who are those one and done customers. There is a huge difference. So how are you treating your clients versus your customers? Are you spending more time with your clients than your, than your one and done customers? I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't bring your one and done customers value. You should, but understand the time that you're spending with what you're doing for them versus what you're doing for your clients. That's something I really evaluated myself recently within the last few months. I thought, okay, where am I spending my time? Um, I know time is valuable to me and I want to be able to spend time with my family and I want to have that flexibility and I have to have that. I need that. That's why I do what I do. That's why I'm in business. So where can I cut time and where do I need to continue to spend quality time? Take a look at that with your book of business. Um, and then Six is putting your shop in vacation mode. Please do not put your shop in vacation mode. Create some passive income products, digital products that you have in your Etsy shop and allow them to sell during the product or during the vacation that you're on or the time you're taking off. And then all you have to do is set on an automatic message response that says that you are on vacation, that you will uh, let them know as soon as you get back or as soon as you're back to work, as soon as you're back uh, working on your shop, that uh, you will follow up with them and make sure everything's good. You can do that. You don't have to do that. I would personally, um, because then it's uh, giving them some sort of communication. Then they're no, they know they're not going to be able to reach you till X date, right? Um, so they don't expect you to respond to things. So uh, keeping on digital products, passive income digital products, versus uh, putting your shop on vacation mode. If you put your shop on vacation mode, it's going to affect the SEO in a way you don't want it to. And I think a lot of people do this, and I've heard other mentors suggest it, and I totally disagree. There's nothing, I mean, there's no reason your shop should be in vacation mode. So I do two things to avoid this. One, I keep my listings to a really minimum amount of availability, so that means like under three. Under three, under three orders available. The other thing I do is if I, and I let them run out, 
or I deactivate all the listings that I have to be active with, all the readings I have to be active with, and I leave the listings that are digital passive income products open and active in Etsy. And that is what's going to solve your problem. You can still make money, you can still go on vacation, and you can still keep up your SEO with Etsy and your credibility when it comes to the uh, search engine, and you do not have to shut your shop down. So that's something that I think is really, really important. Do not put your shop on vacation. So those are my six, six things that people are the Etsy psychics, uh, new and old, new and old Etsy psychics that six mistakes that they're making. And so definitely if you're doing any of those, I think I provided some pretty good solutions. Um, if you are looking to get your, enhance your Etsy shop, increase traffic, increase sales, definitely check out the Etsy, uh, six plus hour on-demand course that I provide. I have some other resources on my, in my Etsy shop too. So like I have a hundred keyword list, um, that you can use. Uh, I think it's like $4. That's totally worth it. I did a lot of research for that list too. So I basically combed through a lot of different keywords and tags to try to find the ones that were um, the highest performing and the best for you to use in your Etsy shop listings. And uh, so definitely check that out. And thank you guys all for listening. I hope this brought you value. And I ho- look forward to talking to you guys in the next episode. And I hope you all have a happy holiday.